Welcome to Short Course, Episode 5, for January 27th, 2018. I'm your host, Ben Barry. Today on the show, I want to talk about a practice session that I had today, how it went, some maybe useful tips for your own practice, and some feedback on what worked well for me and what didn't. To preface all this, there's a new podcast, a new shooting podcast, specifically focused about USPSA that just launched recently as I'm as I'm recording this. And it's hosted by two guys, Cody Axon and Joel Park. And Cody, I actually, I know I've seen him around on places that people post match videos. And he's a good shooter. He's really good. I actually ran into him at Nationals this year, walking stages. We got to chat for a bit. And he actually mentioned at the time wanting to start a podcast. And at the time, I had vague aspirations of, of starting a podcast as well, which has now turned into short course. I, I kept thinking in the back of my head, I should I should look him up and see what he's doing and, and see if he ever made a podcast. Well, he made a podcast, and it's good. It's called the Shoot Fast Podcast. He's hosting it with uh, another local shooter friend of his who's also, well, his friend is a production GM, Cody hilariously enough, is not a GM, even though he was in the top 16 at Limited Nationals this year. So the two of them, the other guy's named Joel Park, the two of them are hosting this podcast, and and it's good. It's got some really good tips and provide some interesting perspective on how shooting works, especially in a different region of the country. So things are a lot different out here. Matches are much more dense. I think the quality is much higher just because there are more people to shoot it. You know, it's 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 a longer drive. It's harder to get people to show up for a match out in the Midwest. He's in Nebraska. And so it's it's just, it's different. But that is not to say that he's not an excellent shooter. But both of them are. One of the things that they were talking about on their third episode was USPSA live fire practice. And there were a couple things that struck me as I was listening to it. And it was very well timed because I got to go to practice today, which despite it being January, it was 62 degrees. So I couldn't pass that up. And so I went, but I tried to incorporate some of the stuff that they were talking about on the podcast. And and it really helped. The first thing was just the, the fact that they were talking about it was not uncommon to shoot 400 rounds in maybe an hour, hour and a half, which is unheard of for me. Uh, now, I, I tend to be pretty deliberate when I go and practice for a number of reasons, and I don't think that's particularly helpful. I don't think that it's it's a good thing, but it's it was sort of how my habits had developed. And so when they talked about that, I started looking and saying, okay, there, there's got to be another way. Because usually for me, 400 rounds would be four drills, three or four drills with some bullseye warm up and some other stuff mixed in. And it would take four, maybe five hours from when I pulled into the range to when I left. And, and that's going to be really hard to keep up, especially this year as I'm, as I'm trying to shoot more and practice more and, and really spin up for the season. I can't really say that there was anything real in particular that I did to, to speed things up, but just sort of having the idea that you can practice faster and and trying to, you know, even when it's just stuff like moving barrels around, just trying to be more efficient, moving more quickly, having a real sense of urgency about everything. And I, I was able, you know, I went and shot 400 rounds on a couple different drills and in about two and a half hours, which including setup and teardown is, is pretty exceptional for me. So it'll be an ongoing process. And I know that this may not be exceptional to any of you, but it, it definitely was, was progress for me. And I was happy about that. So their, their podcast is already having a positive impact in that sense on me. One very strategic tweak that I took from them talking was the idea that the, the first run really matters in your practice, which for me, I, I've been in the habit for a very long time, pretty much from the beginning, 
of warming up with some bullseye work at practice. Part of that is just, I, I, I like bullseye. I like precision. I don't actually like shooting bullseye competitions, but I find it very, very satisfying to be able to shoot a very tight group. But what I realized listening to them talk about it is that I was giving up that that first cold run on a drill, which is the truest picture of your match performance that you're going to be able to get at, at a practice session. Because once you've shot 100, 200 rounds, whatever it is, it's really hard to reset yourself to that level of relaxation and sort of unpreparedness that you're going to be in when the buzzer goes off at a match. Even even for each stage, even by the fourth stage, maybe you're warmed up. You, you're, you're still, it's been 45 minutes since you last shot or something like that. So you're going to be, you're going to be a little bit more laid back and it's hard to reproduce that in practice. So it helps to take advantage of that in practice and do a cold run on your first drill. But I realized that that's actually where a lot of the time savings came from too, because I would usually start each practice session with 30 or 45 minutes of this bullseye crap, you know, shoot a group, walk down, look at it, paste it, tweak my sights, shoot a group, walk down, look at it, paste it. It was a lot of walking, very slow, deliberate shooting, taking notes, tweaking the sights. To a certain extent, I think that was actually necessary for a while. But at this point, I don't actually have to, to tweak my sights very much. And so it's actually better just to just to skip it. It just it really was not productive to me. And, and that saved a lot of time today, which was nice because the less time practice takes, the more I can do it. Something else they talked about on their podcast was the idea of not pasting between runs. And I have tended not to do this. I've tended not to take this approach because in my mind, I always wanted to gather the data from each run. I wanted to, you know, make sure to at least see the holes, even if I didn't paste them, but, you know, walk down and, and get as close as I needed to, to to see the holes on each target before doing another repetition of the drill. And I didn't want to do that today. And so consciously making an effort to just try something different, just try someone else's approach on for, for size, I went and tried to paste as as infrequently as was feasible. You know, once I really couldn't get an idea of where the, the hits were going, I obviously had to paste then. But it had a really interesting effect that, that they didn't talk about that, that makes sense to me. And so I wanted to, to sort of share and amplify their suggestion to, in practice, go and shoot drills, you know, shoot the same drill four or five times in a row without pasting in between. Because what I found by trying that and experimenting with it is that it had a different effect, which is it actually made me aim more, like almost like it was a match. Because in a certain sense, if I shot a bad shot and then I looked at it, it was kind of like it was okay. It wasn't an inconvenience because I was going to go look at it and, you know, I'd probably just paste it anyway. Whereas when I when I specifically made the mindset, and I, I know this sounds dumb, but in my head there was almost a subconscious like you got to shoot alphas or you're going to have to go pace the target. And it actually made me aim more in a way that it's more similar to what actually happens at a match. And that's that's great. That's, that's a huge improvement for me because I did kind of tend to... My normal, my normal rhythm in practice is that I'll set up a drill, I'll shoot it a couple times, get a decent run on it and then just kind of start going crazy which there are other things at play there part of it is once I have one good run I start pushing the speed even when it's not conscious and so I do tend to work on in practice I tend to work on trying to do the same drill multiple times at a consistent speed and I really had much better success at that today than I ever had before in part I think because of this conscious choice to it's not even so much about the pacing, but it, in some way, knowing that if I hit outside the alpha, it, it would it had 
it was going to be an inconvenience. It was going to be more of a pain. It actually made me aim more and it felt more match like when I was running the drills and, and actually shooting. So that was, that was an excellent suggestion. So huh, yeah, let's see, that's, that's three things already that from today that, that I benefited from just uh, having to listen to, to Cody and Joel talk about this stuff. Something that they didn't talk about, but I thought might be a good idea and I gave it a try in my last practice session and again in this one, but more so in this one, was essentially taking with me a, a an ammo can full of ammo. So well more than the 400 rounds that I shoot in a typical practice session. Not necessarily with the goal to shoot more than that. I, I still, 400 rounds is still a, a good amount for a practice session. And honestly, if I if I take out a lot of the bullseye stuff, I might be able to, to be productive with even less. But it was interesting because I wanted to experiment with removing that constraint. Again, not to shoot more, but just to just so that I wasn't necessarily thinking in terms of trying to count the rounds and make them make them really count, for lack of a better term. Because what I realized would happen is I would shoot the, the bullseye warm-up stuff, tweak my gun a little bit, and then be like, ah, crap, okay, I already burned 50, 75 rounds, whatever. And then I would shoot drills for a while, and then as soon as I opened that last box of ammo, which is a full quarter of my practice session, it was like the mood kind of shifted. It was like, okay... It's getting to the end here. You really got to make these count. And that wasn't really productive to practice either. And so really it was almost like the 200 rounds in the middle after the, the bullseye stuff finished and before I got to that last box. That's where I was actually being able to get practice done. And I, I don't know that I was really conscious of that because it just, I, I didn't know what else to do. But today I went out and I shot roughly 400 rounds. I, I kept track of how many how many magazines of 15 rounds each I shot. And I believe it was something like 26 or 27, which puts me right back in that territory. But the attitude was just totally different. My attitude was I'm going to keep shooting until I'm not necessarily satisfied, but until I've gotten what I need to out of practice. And I can imagine in the future that will take less. Maybe in the future I'll get really unsatisfied and, and just want to keep hammering on a drill. I don't really know. You know, I... So as a rule, I'm, I only, I try to only bring stuff to the podcast here that I've really tested and worked on and, and can really gen, genuinely recommend. So this is very much hot off the presses. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it long term, but the results today were, were pretty positive because I, I kept shooting until I was like, yeah, okay, that's good. I felt like I had learned a solid set of things. I, I had stuff to take back into my dry fire practice and I wasn't being forced to quit. I shot as long as I needed to. And, and that really is a subtle distinction, and maybe maybe it's not a problem that other people have, but it, that definitely felt like a breakthrough for me in the sense that practice is no longer, it's no longer checking the boxes. It's no like, yep, I, I went out and did 400 rounds today. It was like, okay, I'm going to practice, and I'm going to shoot until I feel like I've learned some stuff and gotten better at some stuff. And if that, ha if that takes 300 rounds or 500 rounds, that's fine. I've got this, this ammo can full of ammo, and I'm going to go until, until that's done. And as an aside trying to pin down the other places that I saved time today versus my my usual extravaganza practice. One was just the fact that it is, and this seems so obvious, but it is a lot quicker to load magazines. When you're loading five mags, six mags with 15 rounds at a time, it's a lot quicker just to reach into an ammo can and grab a handful of ammo versus pulling the, the bullets out of uh, out of a box. And so 
even if I do end up shooting boxed ammo in the future, I'll, you know, dump the rounds into a, into some kind of loose container because it's, it's just faster, you know, it just saves you the, the little, little bits of time here and there. The last sort of, I don't know, interesting thing in my mind that, that happened at practice today, aside from the, the stuff that I learned about how to do the things that I'm working on was, uh, that I, I actually slipped and fell in the middle of a drill, you know, just running across the range, went to go decelerate, completely lost my footing, feet slipped out from under me, landed flat on my back, had the wind knocked out of me. And you would think that would be a negative experience, but it actually somehow I didn't mind it. I actually it was kind of cool because it told me that I was it, it was after. So that was probably the uh, 10th or 12th iteration of that drill that I'd done, you know, I, I shot it like five or six times, changed it up. And, and I was just slowly working up the speed and I was pushing the speed until I basically for the, for the shoes that I had, which are not my main match shoes, which I really should wear those if I'm going to be working movement hard in practice, lesson learned. But with, for the shoes that I was wearing for the slightly soggy ground, because we did get eight inches of snow a week ago and, and that didn't just disappear. So the, the ground is still wet. But given that those shoes and that traction, I worked until I reached the limit. And, you know, when I fell down, I was like, well, okay, found it. It wasn't, it didn't really hurt. It wasn't traumatic. It was, uh, it was, it it was satisfying. That's the word. It was satisfying. And I don't really know why, but it was, it was a nice reminder that I was pushing the speed. I was making progress. And, you know, it's kind of like the way we talk about with anything else, shooting until the wheels fall off now in this case the the wheels were me losing traction it wasn't trying to speed up your splits until you're throwing misses i mean there's a quote i think attributed to todd jarrett i don't actually have a source on it but in in my mind i I think of it as as jarrett's law and jarrett's law says something like if you're not missing in practice you're not shooting fast enough and i think that's true and i think if if i can offer a new corollary to it it's that I don't, you shouldn't fall down at practice regularly, but if you've never fallen down at practice, you're probably not pushing your movement speed hard enough. And I say that from personal experience because today, one of the things that I was working on was movement speed and moving more aggressively. And in particular, decelerating more aggressively, because I tend to, I tend to move. I don't push out of position very hard. I don't get a very high top speed, even though, I I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm not able to run quickly. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't practice it. And so I'm not super comfortable running really hard with the gun in my hand. So I push out of position really gently. I don't really get going very fast. And then I decelerate too early. I start decelerating. I try to decelerate very gently. And I kind of have like some kind of, I don't know, it's like I'm trying to ease into position so that as soon as my shoulders stabilize, I can just start breaking shots. And when you watch it on video, it's, it, it looks, it looks super weird. It almost looks like a, a slinky, the way like my feet will plant and then my shoulders kind of follow and square up and stop. And it, it just sucks. It's slow. It's not that stable and it just isn't good. And so one of the things that I wanted to work on today was moving hard and decelerating hard. And that was a first for me. I had never pushed the speed like that and I'd also never fallen down in practice. And so if I can, if I can offer that corollary... I'm not saying go out with falling as your goal because that's not productive. It's not by itself. It won't teach you anything. You know, it's not a skill that you want to practice. It's not like say, you know, it's not a bad thing to practice malfunctions. 
with your gun just to know, okay, you know, double strike, stovepipe, like just, just get some basic practice with that kind of stuff in case it happens at a match. That's fine. You don't really want to practice falling. Like it just, it, it's, there's no good way to handle it. It's always going to be in some weird situation. But if you practice regularly, if you go and you have live fired, practiced more than, I don't know, 10 times, something like that. If you were in a position I was in and you've never pushed movement so hard that you've fallen down at the range in practice, then you probably have never pushed movement hard enough. You're, you're probably being a little bit too cautious. I know I was, and that's why I never had. So I hope that's, that's helpful to someone out there who's like me, runs like a sissy and, and needs to dial it up. You know, there, there's your rule of thumb. If you've never fallen down in practice, you're probably not moving hard enough. Going to practice this week was, it was interesting because I, I'm shooting a match tomorrow as I record this, it's Saturday night. I'm going to shoot a match tomorrow. It's going to be a rainy match, so it's not actually going to be a great match to perform. It'll be a good match to test how well my gear and my preparations handle the rain, you know, jackets and shower cap over the gun and, you know, just, just those little things and just get some practice because who knows, it, Nationals is going to be in Florida. It might rain in Florida. You never know. So being ready for that kind of thing. Originally, I wasn't going to go to practice today because tomorrow was my day to go to the range. But when it was going to be 62 in January and talking to my wife and she's like, yeah, get out there, go, which worked out well, because at this point, my goals for this year, as in alignment with the the previous episode that we did about goals, my goals are all about number of times a week. So I want to dry fire four times a week and then either go to the range or shoot a match on the weekend. And the way that'll usually work out is I'll shoot two matches a month and live fire two other weekends in the month. And that's not going to be, I mean, that's about what I did last year. I think my practice is getting a little bit more efficient, so I'll get more out of my practice. But it would be nice to find more opportunities like today where it's a nice day, there's nothing else going on, go to the range, get an extra practice day in. So that worked out. And it really helped to sort of state my goals because now I have that baseline and I can look for opportunities to exceed it, which, as we talked about in the episode about goals, is is a good thing. So I'm really happy with today. Made a lot of sort of process tweaks, in part inspired by my friend Cody and, and his new podcast. So it is on iTunes. I think they have a, yeah, they definitely have an RSS feed. I actually, that's how I subscribed. And it's called the Shoot Fast Podcast, and you should definitely be listening to it. Go, go get it. Go listen to that and tell him what you think. But that wraps up this episode of Short Course. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Facebook at Ben Barry Shooting and on Instagram at BS Barry. I post my match videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash Ben USPSA. If you have a question or just want to tell me something, you can email me at podcast at Talk to you next time.